Yo. Yo, what's up, dude? Why you sound so down, homie? Fuck, man. I just fucked my finger up. Why? Are you doing a self-mutilation? It's only like, you're not even fully like quarantined yet. No. Shit. Just a matter of time. Friday in the Garage. I'm Corey Cole. I'm Freddie Wath. With all the shit that's going on with us um, and everybody else in the world, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us to be <laughs> getting together and having a conversation about movies. Well, um, no, it's like it's, I, I was talking and I was like, God, man, you know, it would be a drag. What if I what if I've been around people? What if I drag? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not like that paranoid, but I was just like, fuck, I don't know, man. There's yeah, a lot is, of this is definitely something that even the oldest people still walking this planet don't never experience this or or at least aware or remember it. I mean, when was the last time you know something like this happened? Was that 1918? And it wasn't worldwide like this, right? You know, and again, if you were still if you were alive back then, you probably weren't of an age to remember anything, even if you have complete and total. Uh, lucidity, you know? <laughs> you yeah, for sure, man. I know. mean, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, so we'll, we're back to remote. We're back to there remote, a, which I guess there is was probably, a, it's probably okay anyway. Yeah. But you know what's funny? There was, a reason, there was a reason I didn't take the, uh, the pack out of my car the other day. I drove away and thought, <laughs> oh, fuck, should I just turn around? And I was like, ah, no, I'll see him in a couple of days. Yeah, there was, there was one point where in between before things started getting really you know, really nutty in the last, you know, five, six days, I was thinking to myself, man, I'm glad you kept that. And if you didn't, I think we would have met over at Bodai and like, there you go, dude, just leave it for you. Yeah. You got to wipe it down. I left some wipes for you. <laughs> I got uh, yeah, man, I got a spray bottle and some fucking kick-ass black rubber gloves in my car. <laughs> I had all, I, I, when we had Christmas here a couple of Christmases ago, um, I was doing some serious deep cleaning on the toilets and I was using that nasty blue shit that kind of breaks away all the oh, yeah. metal deposits and all that crap. And I'm buying a bunch of gloves at the time to kind of work through all of the, you know, all the crap that you kind of don't want all over your fingers for no other reason than long-term exposure to it. It's just, that shit's nasty. But I still, I mean, I only used, you know, two sets of gloves when I did Alex. I only have three toilets here. Only three, listen to me. And only two were bad that though I need that kind of uh, focus. So I still had this big box full of them. And I'm like, man, I told me, go break those out because there's no reason for us not to be utilizing them. So I've, I've been, you know, the couple of times I fill up with gas, I just use one glove for that. And, and it looks funny trying to gas up a pump with just using one hand, but you know whatever <laughs> so uh yeah so so i get this all these gloves and i told melody make sure you take some when you go to the store and i don't think she remembered but when anyway come she came back and we, we need to wipe everything down it's it's ridiculous dude when the twilight order came right? 
I I cut the box open with gloves on, and then I took out wipes and I wiped all the plastic, uh, you know, all the, the the movies down. Yeah, like I don't Why, know, dude, I don't know what kind of cooties those guys in Tennessee that, have. Yeah, dude. I, look, here's the thing. I just it's funny because I bought a shirt um, off of eBay. Yeah, which hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> now I'm like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I'm still tracking it. I see it. And I'm like now in the night I'm reading. I'm like, now I got to It's a fucking shirt. So the first thing I got to do is I got to treat it like a fucking like like hazmat material right. when it comes out of the mailbox <laughs> gloves in a mask, cut it open, throw away the wrapper and immediately wash it right in hot water. When. Uh, when we had the twilight, which I come. always do anyway, but well, yeah, now I mean, yeah, it just, yeah, it it just it but it now it just seems like so. Like if you don't do that, you're gonna die. <laughs> it seems to be the threat, right? So I, 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 I did the same thing when the twilight order was was pushed. I'm like, oh, I got the notice from FedEx, so I set it up to you know to be picked up. I mean, to be picked up at the the one FedEx store, and I'm like, like man, maybe I should just have them deliver it. The fuck, I don't want to go out. And then it got things got worse, and I'm like, so the day before it was supposed to be delivered, which was Tuesday, I called up FedEx and said, because the app wouldn't allow me to to switch it back to being delivered. I uh, called FedEx, and they're like, oh yeah, sure, we'll call the station right now. And they call the station, everything's getting straightened out. Cool. Ten o'clock Tuesday morning, I get an email saying, hey, your package is ready for picked up at this location. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I gotta think, <laughs> I gotta think. You you took the time to make the calls and everything. Why didn't it update in the system? But whatever. So that's when I went and picked it up yesterday. And like I said, I wiped everything down. So I went to physical therapy and then I went and got a Starbucks. And again, I, I, I the guy like chuckled at me because I got gloves on when he hands me my drink. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, this drink is going right into my own cup and I'm throwing your cup away. <laughs> just, just so you know, that's what's right? happening. And the other one was, so I'm not going to sit there and wipe the damn thing down. What's the point of that? Just put it over in some of the cup and I don't have to fuck with it. But still, yeah, I'm social distancing. Yeah, look, dude, I need my Starbucks. So totally. I mean, it's funny. I uh, I have not been to. I haven't been to Bodai since I've been back. I haven't. Been, I haven't been to Bodai since you've been back here. <laughs> I went to. I, I. I. It's funny. I take the dogs to get groomed yesterday, and the groomer is right near. It's in the same shopping center as Bodai and Stater Brothers. But I went in, took the dogs, dropped them off to get groomed. Reese and I were like, oh, yeah, let's just go to Stater Brothers to see what's going on. So we go in Stater Brothers, and, you know, there's stuff there. There's people milling about. And the thing that bothered me the most, man, was these fucking women with fucking masks and gloves on, FaceTiming on their goddamn phones, and there's no potatoes left. I just want to slap the fucking phones out of their fucking hands and rip their goddamn masks off. I'm like, fuck off. If you're that person, then stay the fuck home, man. Right. Don't Just do what you need to do in the market and leave. Don't fucking get off your fucking phone. I don't want to stand behind you in line. Right. And have to look at you with your little fucking mask and your goddamn gloves on, right. talking into your phone like some kind of fucking zombie apocalypse. Get off your phone, pay for your shit, get in your car, call whoever you need to call, take your ridiculous fucking mask off and drive when you're in the car. They can't, the woman on the other like kept saying, I can't understand you. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I was like, you know, do you mind turning that down? Right. Because I don't need to hear it. I'm standing in line. I'm forced to stand in this line, and I don't need to hear your conversation. Right. <laughs> and then I, and then I became the. I was the dick. Like I'm the right. guy with the fucking problem. 
the uh, and and I know how shitty a cell service is right there too. So I'm not surprised that her fucking FaceTiming wasn't working at all. Right. If if Bodai doesn't have didn't have free Wi-Fi, you wouldn't be able to get any kind of text in or out of the the area. It just wouldn't go anywhere. And especially like inside Stater Brother, like imagine it's probably even worse. Oh yeah, Stater Brothers was weird, man. They did have paper towels. I've actually bought a six pack of paper towels there, yeah. but you can only buy one paper product. So if you buy like one roll of paper towels, that's all you can buy. If you buy six, that's all you can buy. You can't buy like, you can't buy paper towels and toilet paper. That's funny. You can buy one paper product. Uh, it was funny. Um, you know, Melody is always like been weird about bidets since you know I've always been like how can you get a bidet and she goes it's gross it's cruel I'm like, yeah yeah look I've had animals it's not a big deal and she's, <laughs> she's like, no 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 Michael now what are you gonna do what are you gonna do I'm like I'm sorry I'm already like I've got like three different bidet toilet seats sitting in my box on Amazon just waiting for me to go yeah I'll get that one like you don't have to use it because honestly I'll use it I don't have any problem with it you know, and if I end up using it, that's more toilet paper you can use since you're going to be afraid of it. Just be aware of it. So if you actually do something and it squirts water up your butt, you know why. <laughs> but, Did the, uh, yeah, I saw, it's funny because I just, it came up on my feeds, bidets, and I'm like, and then Reese was looking at him and I was like. I don't care. I'm not. I'm I don't not, give it. It's I like, don't dude, care. I, 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 look, here's the thing, man. I'm not going to walk around with the asshole. If I have to take a shit, I'll go outside. Dude, I got a five-gallon bucket. I will shit in that bucket. <laughs> so I have no problem fucking watering my, taking a shower, whatever it is, man. I run out of toilet paper. You know, I've got a fucking, I've got 20 years worth of Architectural Digest magazines. I'll fucking use that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it's not the end of the world that, you know. Anyway, I just want to know. I I've never eaten toilet paper, so I don't understand why all these people are buying it and eating it. I don't know. I don't mean. It, I I never even thought to eat it. So right. I mean, what does it taste like? Um, it tastes I don't, like. I, well, it tastes like toilet paper. It tastes like paper. Oh, and if, oh, you, there and you, if go. you and if you want to say that it tastes like shit, then eat it after you wiped your ass with it. Right. I, don't I know. guess it's two twofold. You can do, you can wipe and eat it. I, I don't know. There's two there's two stories that have come out in, uh, in the last week, and I just think they're glorious. And one of them, I don't think we talked about it, but these dummies in Tennessee that hoarded all, they just drove around everywhere and hoarded all the hand sanitizer. They supposedly had 17,700 bottles of it going to all the different areas and different cities and, and, and uh, hitting all the dollar trees and dollar, you know, dollar stores and, and buying all the stuff up. And selling them for fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars on Amazon and eBay. Well, both entities, Amazon and eBay, shut down all these guys that are doing this kind of thing. What these, what these morons did um, when they got shut down was they went to the press. They went, I think they went to the New York Times or the New York Post. Or what they went to a, a a media source and and said, "Oh, woe is us!" And you know what happened to them? No, <laughs> like the governor of. Tennessee said you're giving those away and that's it you're not selling them you have to give them away to charity you have to give them away to to, to people that need it good and, yeah <laughs> that's, that's awesome the, that's the hand sanitizer brothers yes morons yep and uh, the other thing that Melody told me about today was um I guess again this says so much about the people as uh, human beings and as parents apparently their kids got into their toilet paper hoard Unraveled all the toilet paper into a, into a bathtub 
and filled it up with water and, and been playing like with their action figures and stuff. <laughs> so they have no toilet paper. I thought that was great. Going to Jaquit. First of all, what are you doing hoarding all the toilet paper for one? And secondly, how do you not know if you have that much toilet paper? How do you not know what your kids are doing for that long a time to where you don't? <laughs> hey, where's Billy at? Come on. Poor human. Poor parent. You, you suck. So there you go. That's your payback for being stupid. I, I love I loved that hand sanitizer story because, you know, you figure each one of those. Let's just call it a, just a flat number. Like, yeah. It's a flat number of a buck. It's more than that, I'm sure. But let's just say a dollar. That's $18,000 bath they're going to have to take, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, look, they're like 99 cents. Like, I used to buy them, the little Purell ones. Yeah. When you go to Target, you go over to, like, the fucking travel section. There's that wall of stuff. Right. They're at least, they're, so they're 99 cents retail. So whatever, you know, they cost. What do they cost you? 50 cents on the dollar? And you fucking mark them up 50%? I don't know. I, I did. The, the fact these guys were selling for that much made me laugh. But two weeks ago when Dip Costco shits. when Costco thing started happening, um, people were selling a, a case of Kirkland water on Amazon for $40. I mean, that wasn't even one of the bad ones, like really bad ones. But fuck, I mean, you know, what are you doing now? Hey, you're going to be happy you couldn't sell that $40 case of water now because you're going to need it. <laughs> Stupid. I never understood... The, the gouging thing and just just going dark on people like that. I don't understand it, man. Just be yeah. Just I'd be decent. Be a decent human being. Yeah. Just fucking relax with all this nonsense. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we texted earlier and we both decided that look, you know, we can't do these. We can't really do the movie episodes. I mean, we guess we can try, but I, I don't know. It's not going to be. It's going to be difficult to edit. I'll just say that with the gaps. Well, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I was just wondering, I mean, I guess we could try to do a commentary, but that even, even that seems like it might be tough to edit. That, that actually, and that's Harder. the thing about the commentary was like, well, the good thing about the commentary though is. You don't really have to edit it. Yeah. And it would just be a matter of me sliding me or sliding you to be locked in. I mean, I guess it's something we can try. Um, something else I thought about too is. I can take, you know, like right now, I'm taking you in through through the USB, through my computer, through FaceTime, but we can take, I can take an, a Bluetooth call as well. So we could essentially have guests on if we needed to, you know, or sure. wanted to, you know, people could call in on. Yeah, we could probably get some people on. I mean, I know, uh, I know that people are holed up. I know Aaron Kishalas is held up in an apartment in Brooklyn. Um, you know, Zach is held up in his apartment in Burbank. We could bring guests on that way. I'm sure yeah. dude, everybody's locked down. I'm sure people would fucking, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's too busy <laughs> to like, right. you know, jump right. on an episode. It might even be, you know, a good way to sort of wash away the, you know, bullshit that's going on for at least an hour or two. Completely. We're also such big fans of television and movies that we could easily go for hours on end without even talking about the reason why we're remotely talking to each other. I noticed that I'm seeing a lot. I've seen um, some really cool things happening on Instagram. Um, a lot of authors, you know, kids book, uh, you know, uh, authors of kids books that are going on Instagram stories and reading their books. to so like for people, for the kids, um, Eric Edelstein, who's, uh, you know, an actor and a voice actor as well. Um, he does a voice uh, of, of, of Grizz on We Bear Bears. And uh, he is actually doing something really cool. He said on a tweet and hey, he said, DM me 
if you're having a young child that's having a hard time kind of going through all this and wants to get a friendly phone call from Grizz. So he's actually reaching out to people and and calling up their kids, the kids of these fans, and giving turning on his Grizz voice and just trying to uplift the kids and kind of put them in a good mood and trying to calm them down and not be too worried and stressed out about what's going on while they're well, they have no idea why the world's changing so much. I mean, that's the thing. You can't explain this stuff to a five-year-old, a six-year-old. They don't know what the fuck it means. They don't, really, and they don't know what any of this means. And, no. Um, and, you know, we're, I think, I think what's funny about it is we, we don't really know what it means either, except for all of our years of watching post-apocalyptic <laughs> movies. But fucking the weirdest thing, though, maybe about a month ago, FX was showing, um, Rise of Planet of the Apes, which is the first movie of the remake series that came out. And all I kept thinking was that they called the simian flu in that. And I'm like, dude, the very end of the movie, um, where James Franco's like neighbor who's a air is airline pilot, like he gets to the airport and, and I think it's a, it might be a post credit thing, if I remember, I can't recall now. And he like he sneezes and you see a little bit of blood come down on his hand or his nose and he wipes his hand and then as he's walking the dolly back i mean i they crane back and then he pulled to this graphic of the world and you just see the red dot swelling into it the whole world gets taken over by the simian flu i've always thought that was such an effective way of telling the story about how the planet of the apes became to be watching it with all this stuff not even thinking as seriously as i am we all are now it's rough because Joey brought up. It's like, hey, Dad, how come we haven't watched the Planet of the Apes movies? I'm like, fuck, no, you watch them now. <laughs> I uh, I have never seen that because I it's got James Franco in it. But okay, uh, well, that's I had just a, that one. I've watched part of it and I had to turn it off, not because of James Franco, but because of dude when they dropped uh, Caesar at the fucking yeah. Oh, I couldn't take it. Thing they look too lifelike, man. They look yeah, too much like it, real apes, dude. Can't do it. When they all those dogs, oh, you're right. When they have that take, when the takeover happens, I mean, they could have they cast um, the young Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies, the blonde kid. They cast him in it and he works at that facility and he's really abusive to the animals. Oh my gosh, dude, when he gets his, it's the fucking best. <laughs> I don't even remember him. I remember, isn't Brian Cox like involved? And I was like, okay, Brian yeah. Cox can be up to no good, right. When he's never, when is he not ever up to no good? He's always up to some shenanigans. He's always yeah, the problem. It's the it's the surprise when he you know when he gets right, cast when he's in a, a nice movie guy. where he's not an asshole. It's, he's a total red herring. But the whole time you're like you're unconvinced. I'm like no no no, it's him, it's him. They reveal yeah. they reveal somebody else. No no, it's him. I don't care what you say. There's the deleted scene. Damn it. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, somewhere like long kiss goodnight. I kept waiting for him to like <laughs> fucking oh roll God, him yes. over. Uh, yes. You know, but. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it seems like I'm going to have a lot of time to watch a lot of these movies that I uh, have never uh, delved into right. or haven't delved into. Oh, uh, by the way, can you give me a clap? <laughs> yeah, man. Hang on. All right, that's good. Because once I line the clap, everything else will line up too. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the movies. Mario earlier did something kind of cool. He posted on Instagram earlier about um, watching the seven ups and watching the new centurions. Ironically, those are the two movies that just came with my twilight yeah, order. That's fucking hilarious. Um, I, I saw his post and uh, he had sent, did he post the? He either posted or he sent me maybe he, after I replied to his post, maybe he sent it, but he sent me the trailer 
for the new Centurions? Yeah. Uh, now you've seen it, right? The movie? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. I, don't, oh, I, mean, I did dude, back in the well, day, for, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. First of all, it's like the original Training Day. Second of all, <laughs> George C. Scott is only forty-four years old in that movie. Good lord. He is. He is six years younger than us, and he's he's forty-four years old. Man, that's nuts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was so I was going down. Uh, so I took a picture of every of all the movies that came in those two. We had a Twilight order, and then we had uh, a Kino order. And oh, by the way, there was <laughs> Shout had an or had a, a sale too. Assholes! I reeled it in because I was I've been waiting for that Abbott and Costello. And I mentioned it as a Kickstart a while back, and I, and I never bought it, but I did this time. Because it's only a hundred bucks, and there's so many Abbott and Costello movies that go for days. Basically, everything Universal put out is on there, which is like twenty movies or something like that. Hundred bucks, you can't wow. beat that. Anyway, so on the again, Seven Ups, New Centurions. Um, your copy of Cowboy is in there. Yeah, um, the original Rollerball, uh, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, which I know you have because you got that previous. Oh yeah, you know, a sale from last year. The Hot Rock. I love the Hot Rock. I have the Needle. I think we mentioned that early on. I think that, you know what, when we did our three-hour test, Yep. I think we talked about it. Because yeah. I was like, oh, man, Donald Sutherland, wait, there's boobies in this? It's one of those ones I got up late for to watch on HBO. Yeah, um, dude, that and Gorky Park, I think, are two movies that, like, uh, you know, I would, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I think Gorky Park shows, like, some dead woman, <laughs> and I was still like, yeah, totally cool, man. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> some frozen Russian woman, like, half buried in the snow. Yeah. Um, maybe it's uh, Helen Mirren. That's a movie I need to rewatch. Yeah, dude. I mean, now that I'm older and I can appreciate the actual story in it, I want to see it too. I mean, I love um, all the actors. I love, you know, I love everybody in it. I didn't uh, know that. Uh, have you seen The Hot Rock? No, I do. Oh. Like, most of these movies I've never even seen. I, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm intentionally because I hadn't seen them. Yeah, man. The Hot Rock, you're in for a treat. It's so good. Let's see, uh, suddenly last summer, because just because that cover with Elizabeth Taylor on it, oh my God. God, dude. Yeah, Ridiculous. that is probably my favorite Tennessee Williams movie. Yeah. Of one of his uh, plays. It's out of control, dude. It's fucking bananas. It's so weird considering it was 1959. Yeah. You haven't seen it before? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah, yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Dude, when she's telling the story about uh, Sebastian and the kids and the whole fucking. And then she, then Elizabeth, then uh, Hepburn starts going on about the birds and the turtles. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. She had Tennessee Williams seriously hitting the pipe. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. I saw that in like a film appreciation class when I was like 17. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? I had no idea that it was so crazy in the 50s. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, uh, I got the OG Gidget because I can't. I couldn't buy, you know, 20 plus movies and then not buy one for Melody. It's kind of like a, it's a gift. I don't know if the movie's good too, anyway. Um, Black Widow. With, oh, yeah. Uh, I think we, I think I mentioned that last week or maybe we were just chatting about it. No, it's the bubble movie. Yeah. For me. Uh, right. And Rapid Fire. Rapid um, Fire. And Cinderella Liberty. We talked about that briefly and I think you identified it as something else. Sweet Liberty, I think is how you, I, you've, you asked me about it. Sweet so Liberty, the Alan Alden movie. Yeah, yeah. You had you had referred to Cinderella Liberty as Sweet Liberty, even though I knew exactly what you meant. I didn't even think about the Alan Alden movie at the time. I ah. knew what you meant. Um, Absolute Beginners and uh, Year of the Comet. And yeah, was, man. 
the Long Riders and Hannibal. I got the Hannibal one just for the extras because the Hannibal one with the kind of commentary is supposed to be really good. And then all the Criterion order, I think we talked about before, but it doesn't matter. I'm never going to be mad about Hannibal, dude. I actually prefer it to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, we'd, we've talked about I know, that I too. suck, whatever. Um, it's just entertaining. Silence of the Lambs bores me uh, now. I don't know why. I I kind of never really loved it the way everybody else because I liked Mindhunter. And I was like, that's not, I don't care about this chick. And that's not Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Brian Cox is Hannibal Lecter. This is all Spelled whatever, differently, man. too. I never understood why Michael Mann changed the spelling of his name, though. Of Lecter? Yeah, because I believe it's L-E-K-T-E-R in the movie, in, in Manhunter, and it's different. than Maybe this, maybe there's a concern about if you saw it in print, you wouldn't know how to say L-E-C-H-T-E-R? I don't know. That's weird. Or L-E-K, I don't know if I have a spell, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. My... No, no I, like, I like Hannibal just fine. It's hard to look at Gary Oldman in the movie. <laughs> well, there you go. But I could say that I could say that about a lot of Gary Oldman movies without without makeup. <laughs> and I think you know, you know, Julian Moore is fine in it. It's I mean, it, it's all right. Well, here's the thing: I read the book, you know, and but the book was the. I mean, he. I don't think. I don't think the intention with the book was. I don't think he was going to write that book, right? And but Silence of the Lambs it was such a big movie that he wrote it. I don't think he would plan on telling more stories about Lecter, but I think he was encouraged to because the book and the movie are, um, I, right. Are kind of Cause the incomparable. first, book, the first yeah. one was dra was, uh, was the one was, um, red dragon, right. was the first red book. Dragon. Right. Red dragon was the first book. And then they wrote, then he wrote silence of the lambs. And yeah, I think, I think he was coerced into the, yeah. By the almighty dollar. It's right. Hannibal. Yeah. I don't think he had, I don't think he was going to visit. I think he wanted to leave it with this character walking off into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, uh, the best, the best thing about silence of the lambs to me is that they play American girl in it. And then that's it. <laughs> and, and then I usually shut it off. Which, here's, what's, here's what's nuts about it. More time has passed since the movie came out. And now than it was when American girl first came out and yeah. silence of the lambs came out, but I can't, I can't get that image out of my head. It's just this girl rocking out with slamming her hand on the steering wheel, driving her car, singing the song. And it just, it, to me, that's, even though I knew the song for, what would we say, about 10 years before that, right? Oh, more than about that. 10, probably 10 15, 12 years. 15 years, probably. Yeah. 91, is that right, though? It came out like in 77, was probably. The movie probably came out in 77, uh, well, or the song anyway, I mean. I'm going to look it up because I'm, I'm testing my memory. <laughs> I know it's pre-1980 because it wasn't on hard, it's not on uh, Hard Promises or uh, it's probably on, it's not on Damn the Torpedoes. I think it's on Tom Petty or the You're Gonna Get It record. 76. Yeah, so see, I was close, 77. Yeah. And it's so weird for them to still use that in, in Fast Times that have been out for that long. American Girl? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but dude, well, you've obviously never listened to the commentary with Cameron Crowe and Amy Heckerling on the. I have not. Well, there you go. If you would, you'd know the answer to why they use the Tom Petty song and the Don Henley song and the Don Felder song and the Timothy B. Schmidt song and all the songs that were not what was happening with with the age group of people oh, who were in that movie. But we've talked about we 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 talked about. Um, in general, about the Fast Time soundtrack and how yeah. it wasn't their choice and how it was being pushed on them. Yeah, yeah, by you know the people who ran Electra Asylum. 
Uh, yeah, you should totally, but you should totally listen to that commentary. It's fucking great. I can, I think I might have a lot of time to watch a lot of things that I haven't watched. <laughs> Just my gut feeling. Yeah. Well, um, see, now that we're not working, it's all about, con- see, I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch some commentaries. I was going to say my selects from the, uh, from the Kino order, the nude bomb, which mm-hmm. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. J- John Frankenheimer's the fourth war. Right. Which nobody seems to remember. Again, I think it was a, it was a made for Showtime movie that I saw a million times when I was young. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, mm-hmm. Slam Dance, yes, Virginia, Harry in Your Pocket with the fantastic James Coburn, mm-hmm. uh, and then James Woods in Cop. Yeah, um, and if you guys started following Freddie on Letterboxd, you'd see that he actually did half of those already. <laughs> I've already watched half those movies. Um, yeah, man, I was I, I was watching, uh, last night I watched Branded to Kill and Tokyo Drifter, the Senjin right. Suzuki movies. Good God. Yeah. That dude was like way ahead of the curve. I mean, I, th- I don't think the curve has caught up with him yet. <laughs> Right. And those movies are 50 plus years old. Good Lord. I have to, I don't own Tokyo Drift Trail. Honestly, and I probably should. I was like looking at the stack of movies um, that we got and, and I rattled off a whole bunch of titles, but it's not like I don't have a whole rack full of stuff I haven't watched, but there's two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. I probably got 30 new movies and all that stuff. Not even including the Abbott and Costello thing. 30 movies. I've already got like 500 sitting on my two shelves. And again, a lot of them I haven't seen. I think that well, I'm going to kind of piecemeal some of those. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to try to watch as much streaming stuff as I can that I have interest in. Because if we lose internet, then that's what I'm going to turn to the disc. And... Yeah, there's some bunch of stuff I have to watch still. Um, like Devs has been, I mentioned last week is, man, like I said, it's a heavy show. It's really fucking gotten nutty this week and last week. Yeah, I, I find myself, I might be doing a little bit more reading, but I really want to start doing more music and stuff. I'm kind of was trying to get the studio put together and just so I can record more. And I, I have a feeling that I'm going to get a chance to finally work on doing... Uh, the cold opens that we were going to have for the Halloween movies last year. Um, oh, right. For Prophecy and fuck. What, what other movies did we cover? House, <laughs> Prophecy. House, House, House Prophecy. Burying um, the X. Burying the X. But we did a commentary, so we really can't have a... Did we do a cold open for that? No, we didn't do anything for that. Nope. Because it was a commentary. Yep. Um, uh, and, we did those two. We did, ha- we did House. We did... Uh, Innocent Blood. Right. We never we didn't even cold on that one though. I don't think so no. either. I mean I can't no. remember off the top no. of my head, but there's so much that can be done out there right now. And if you know, and if because that's the thing, it's like not everybody has like, you know, a great internet to where yeah, they can stream stuff, but it's, and it, but there's gonna be a point where their internet's kind of shaky to begin with and they could end up losing it for no damn good reason and then they're kinda fucked. But I wanted to say that if you have people in your life that you haven't talked to in a long time, shoot them text, call them. Fuck. And you know what? If you, if you can FaceTime them, if you are, if you're an Android user, then Skype them. If just believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there that don't have an immediate support system. 
even you know even in their own household and that's a you know people live a lot of people live by themselves and if that's the case then you know some people can feel a little more isolated and and since you're trying to encourage people from not going the fuck out of the house and you know right getting sick or infecting more people or whatever do yourself a favor and just reach out to people i mean that's the, not unlike what eric edelstein's doing it's the same kind of thing reaching out to people and and remotely and like that and try to give people a, a little bit of sense of of comfort but and if you if you don't have that 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 aspect of your life where you don't have anybody around you like this, I'm lucky. I got I, you got Reese. I've got a, a wife and a son here and and a dog. Because even if they weren't here, if they were stuck in Oklahoma visiting family, then I, shit, I would still have Oswald, and that's helpful. And but I still have people that I can reach out to and and chat. Yeah, with. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've I've been I've been trying to reach out to people like either. Just text them, or actually, I've called people and left messages if I haven't gotten a hold of them, um, because you know, texting is kind of not my favorite thing in the world. Kind of, you know, and the people I'm calling, I haven't, I don't want to text them. That would probably they'd probably drop dead from shock, but it's probably better for them to hear my voice. Um, you know, right. even if they don't right. want to call back or they can't call back or they don't have time, you know, sometimes it's just about hearing somebody. I find right. text texting to be kind of impersonal, and I. You know, I prefer oh, phone it, calls when I when no, I can. no, I, I'm, and I, but and no, I, I know prefer, what you're saying. It's hard yeah, to prefer, reach out. Yeah, it is. It is for a lot of, and that's another thing too. The reason why I was, you know, I was leaning on the texting aspect of it because if you know, if you're not somebody that's got decent internet, you know, plus if you're trying to reach out to people that are in different time zones and people, and I'm telling you something, man. Being locked up, look, dude, they're telling you don't go out, don't go out, but they can't tell you to stay in. We're not. There's no martial law yet. Yet. You know, if you're combating, because dude, I don't, I, you know, I me, mean, I stay up late anyway. But my, well, my sleeping pattern the last three days has been all fucked up. You know, it's in. You don't want to necessarily step on somebody or wake somebody up. And but yeah, I mean, I, I initially do the text thing, and then just to reach out and say, hey, let's, can you talk? And if they respond, like, yeah, let's talk. Then we'll, and I've done that twice already in, um, in the last two days. And it, it's people that. You know, you if you see them on Facebook or I mean on Facebook, but like on Twitter or Instagram, you can tell some people are kind of reaching out and, they, and they're looking for a little bit of even social media interaction. They, boy, this is a time now where social media can be used. It's such a fucking shit show, but now's the time to use it, you know, in a positive way. Because look, I know it's hard to get around Twitter because Twitter, especially with what's going on right now. It's just allowed the cesspool to just grow. Yeah, I'm totally not even. I mean, I I hardly I don't check my Twitter. Like, I turn the alerts off, so okay. unless I want to check it, but I'm not getting alerts because I don't know how a lot of things that recommended for you, and I'm like, by who? <laughs> by your fucking algorithm? Because I don't want to hear about the. You know, uh, there's a lot of shit. I mean, I just need a break from it. Um, right. I was talking to somebody, and you know for peace of mind, I think I might have to like shut down social media like one day a week and just not look at it at all. Same. I, between Twitter and Instagram, dude, somebody fucking, this is what, like, so I post the movies I watch on Instagram, right? So last night I posted it branded to kill. Somebody reply, remarked on, you know, on my post with like a angry emoji, like hot headed face. Um, and like the family, um, icon, like, I don't appreciate this. I, I'm like, I, I just want to, I don't even want to reply by saying, Hey, well, don't fucking follow me. Right. Fuck off. 
is what I want to say, but I'm not going to get into all that. But I was just like, what the fuck? Did-? I had to take a screen grab and then blow it up to see what it was. And I was like, somebody's mad because I watched a movie called Branded to Kill from 1967. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you right. and your four fucking f- and your family. Fuck off. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, look, I, I'm not even I'm not going to reply to it, but I was just like, what the fuck? What is that shit? A couple months ago, I had somebody reply to me because I watched U-Turn. Did I send you that guy? Some guy wrote some long fucking remark about, fuck you. I won't support Sean Penn. I'd rather blah, blah, blah. And fuck, blah, blah. And I was just like, what the fuck? And it's not somebody who follows me. It's just somebody who saw right. it. I was like, he must like hate Oliver Stone and Sean Penn and just wait for, sit out there and wait. But someone reply, I mean... I, I wasn't telling people to go watch it. I wasn't telling people. I just watched a fucking movie I watched, and I was like, and this is what this is going to happen as people get stir crazy. They're going to get mad and fucking start like, stop posting movies. Right. <laughs> That's a scary movie. I have kids that look at Instagram. Oh. I, I, have, I have a feeling now that I, that's just something I was thinking about the other day that I might just keep, I might just keep, uh, letterbox current and then just be it that's why if you notice i've stopped doing you know i may have to just stick to letterbox too so that people who are looking at stuff are looking at because they're watching movies too i don't and just i don't know man i feel like shutting my instagram feed down completely it's so caustic you know the whole thing and i i find myself just like going you know occasionally there's some there's some people that i follow that i know aren't going to go down that rabbit hole of just spewing bullshit because they understand the situation right now. Boy, this is was one time, man. I really want to see. I want to see it being <laughs> Twitter to be used for for commercial purposes. Damn it! Use it for good. <laughs> Use it for good. Use well, it for least, good, man. It's like because because that's the thing you can't you can mute the people that you, you don't want to hear from, but you don't know who this this rando just like comes out of nowhere and goes. Ah, I can't support Sean Penn. Oh, communist! You communist! That liberal piece of shit. I was like, who in the fuck is this? It's like I'm in the 1950s. It's like, I can't support I can't support that movie. Man, I bought this movie like 15 years ago when it came out. Shut up. Yeah, that, that <laughs> movie came out 20 years ago, bro. So like, you know, go pound sand, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, man. As far as, uh, what was I going to tell you? There was something I was, oh, have you seen? I'm going to watch it tonight. It's a first time watch for me. Two first time watches I'm going to do tonight. One is going to be Night and Day. Yeah, I the, love the movie. The Jim Mangold movie. Yep, I love it. And the other is going to be Ridley Scott's The Counselor. Never have. Yeah, me neither. There's the thing about Ridley Scott, though. It's like you, you just can't can't jump into bed with him every time because he, he disappoints me once in a while. He's I'm not with Tony you. Scott. If he's Tony Scott, never disappoints me. Yeah, well, you didn't see Domino then. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Multiple times. I like Brian part, Austin I, Green and Ian Zering for the win. Thank you. I like pieces of it. I like parts of it. Uh, I don't remember it as well as other Tony Scott movies. Um, I remember the thing that saved it for me is that Dabney Coleman was in it. Uh, but yeah, Ridley's, you know, Ridley's, there's some not, there's some not good Ridley Scott movies or some that I just don't care for. Like Tony Scott's worst movie is better than Ridley Scott's worst movies. And I can say that with plural because Ridley Scott has made more bad movies than Tony Scott did. Yeah, I'm not a fan of um, <laughs> the last couple Alien movies, <laughs> and, and that includes the, Prometheus. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan, you know, but there, there, some of the ones that I like, people don't like. Like, I love Someone to Watch Over Me, which I know that is like not really like a favorite of a lot of people. 
But because also, they want more, they want more space stuff. Well, I also think that a lot of people haven't seen it. Um, but right. I, I hate Legend, man. Uh, Legend is unwatchable. I never liked it. Didn't like it when I was a kid. I tried to watch it a couple years ago. It's a mess. I, I, you know, there's other movies I just like better than that. That are the, you know. But I, know, I have friends who like swear to God it's the greatest thing ever, and I'm like, uh, maybe it's not. <laughs> but no, if you not. like it, it's cool. I feel like when if I wanted to dive into a fantasy world, don't say I'll, I'll turn to dark. I'll turn to dark crystal. I'll turn to dragon slayer at that time. For, for yeah, man. To a time. Me too. <laughs> like just, they're just more entertaining things to, yeah. to go into. Now I'll say Tim Curry's performance and his costume design is fucking top notch, dude. It's so good. And that's an iconic image. Yeah. And they know it too. And it's always the selling point of the movie and, and, and all of its iterations, you know, VHS, LaserDisc, DVD, Blu-ray. It doesn't matter. It's, well, it's it, funny, right? You would forget that Tom Cruise is even in it because it's not right. sold that way. And it's With the long hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Mia Sarah looking as sweet as ever. Yep. I mean, like there are things I do like about it. Um, it's just, I don't think that it's a great movie because it's, it's just a mess. It's a bit of a like chaotic mess. Like in the director's cut, I will say makes more sense. Like now I understand some things that I never understood before, but it doesn't right. make me think it's a better movie. I mean, no. I'd still rather watch like the dark crystal or dragon slayer or um, clash of the Titans, clash of the Titans, maybe even, um, maybe labyrinth. Yeah, it, maybe they're, Willow, they're all, which I'm not I'm not big on Willow either. Willow, change me back. <laughs> <laughs> Willow Osgood, you bastard! <laughs> so, oh, dude, Kevin Pollock. Okay, I came across this Kevin Pollock video the other day. Uh, he it was just old. Uh, the, the official Johnny Carson channel on YouTube posted it, and you know Pollock was at this point where he was an actor. Now he wasn't doing stand up. Not, I mean, not. He comes. He came on Tonight Show, and he wasn't. He went right to the couch. He came on to, and, but I've always said this about him and Frank Caliente, uh, another um, known impersonator. Frank Caliendo. Is, yeah, Caliendo. Caliente. Caliendo. You say he day, sucks. I say do. He sucks. Anyway, I have never seen such a ham-fisted transition into any of his characters. You you might as well just say, hey, you know what? I can do a I can do a, a William Shatner. Do you know that? <laughs> just do it, man. Hey, man, I do a really good Shatner and a great walking watch. You your ter- your 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 transitions are so terrible, and and Johnny's doing his best to kind of just kind of <laughs> be his straight man to his bullshit. But anyway, I bring it up because when Johnny brings him out, brings Kevin Pollock out, he actually mentions in his mini bio and the lead in. He mentions Willow. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know, you know, that's why. Odd. I mean, timing, timing wise, maybe has something to do with it, but uh, yeah, I, you know, the first thing I remember Kevin Pollock being in as an actor, at, other than like little his stand up bits on Carson and other things like that, I maybe it was. Uh, God, was he in a movie called Indian Summer with Diane Lane and Vincent Spano? He's in it, but I've never seen it. For, for, <laughs> I for can't. Me, I can't say I've never seen it. Unfortunately, is it? I think it's isn't um isn't Mitch Gallagher in it too? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. Um, but I've never seen it. But no, the first movie, movie. I mean, I mean, again, for the longest time, I had, I forgot he was one of those little dudes in Willow. 
And again, Willow never lives up to its hype. Like, oh, oh, dude, until you just said it, I didn't realize. Is Kevin Pollock one of the brownies? Yeah. Yeah. I that's, just, why they, that's why just Johnny now it. did I. Yeah. Just now I got it. <laughs> never knew that. That's how much attention yeah. I pay to Willow. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was Lenny and Squiggy. It should have been. I mean, right in my mind, it, it was be, because it's, it's so perfect, and it's Ron Howard. I right. just, yeah, I always thought it was Lenny and Squiggy. See, and now Ron Howard. If now you ruined, now you ruined it for me, Corey. Now I hate that movie even more. I didn't do it. The, the official YouTube channel for Johnny Carson did it, so his estate fucked Fucking up. Carson. <laughs> it's a good thing he's dead. Right? Give him for a me, piece of my mind. For me, the the first movie he was like in where I recognized Kevin Pollock as an actor. Oh, well, that he acted in was Ricochet with with a Denzel. Was that before Few Good Men? I feel like Few Good Men was the first movie I I remember like, oh, wow, this is weird. Kevin Pollock's playing it straight. Kevin Pollock seems like he's been around forever, but then I kind of forget what he was in. I, I mean, I would probably have to look it up. I mean, other than the usual suspects, which I'm not a fan of, as you know. I want to do a throwback to our first movie episode of my science project. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the guy that plays Eisenhower, right? Played Eisenhower in that, and he plays Eisenhower in The Right Stuff. Yes. Kevin Pollock's first acting credit is for doing a voiceover for The Right Stuff for Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, that's hilarious. He's uncredited, by the way. How about that? That is funny. So, Willow in 1988, he's in Avalon as well. Right, Barry Levinson. Yeah, that's where I that that would probably be. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. L.A. Story, you know, he's briefly in that the round table. Scene. Yep, that's a movie I'm not I'm not too familiar with because I think I saw it once. Another you, yes, Wilder and, and Rick, Pryor. Yeah, and then Ricochet ninety one. All three of those were ninety one. By the way, L.A. Story, Another You, and Ricochet. Few Good Men was ninety two. Gotcha. Indian Summer was ninety three. Wayne's World with the with the crazy eye, ninety-three. Grumpy Old Men, ninety-three. He did three movies in ninety-three. Indian Summer, Wayne's World Two, and Grumpy Old Men. How about that? Wow. Yeah. And then Canadian Bacon. <laughs> uh and then he got into Not until the- ninety five. And in between that he did Usual Suspects. He did Miami Rhapsody. He did Clean Slate. Yeah. Casino. Casino. He he had this move about doing like three or four movies a year. Yeah, but but ninety five man. I mean, Casino. I mean, I mean, uh, Canadian Bacon's a little bit smaller part because it's such a it, you know mad 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 world kind of movie where it's like just massive ensemble cast. It's funny. He's in a movie that I talk about a lot. Apparently, according to my friend Chad Harbold, <laughs> Truth <laughs> or Consequences, New Mexico, directed by Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, you know, I've never seen. Yeah, it's a you know, it's a kind of late night B. Uh, low life criminal kind of type, you know, just up my alley kind of movie. Um, but Pollock's in it. He's great in it. Uh, I like Kevin Pollock, man. I wish, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like you get enough Kevin Pollock anymore. I don't, I just, I just don't like it when he's doing his bits. I I just, I think he's just way too terrible at, at his transitions. I I think he's fine in, in stuff that I've seen him in movies and everything like that. What was the last thing I saw him in? I really was like, yeah, see you dude, You're good. I like you. Was it was it um, uh, Buffalo sixty six? No. <laughs> was it on the Was it on the CBS hit show Mom with Allison Janney and well, um, I, yeah, Anna I know Ferris? That my, I know that my my mom loves that show. 
Uh, he did. Uh, he's, uh, you know, on, on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel a lot. Um, he's really good in that. Um, oh, good Lord. What? Indian Summer has Bill Paxton. I forgot all about it. With long hair. Oh, my gosh. See, I remember trailers now. Yeah. It, it, dude, I can't tell you for some reason, and I know I'm wrong about this. And Julie Warner. Why do I feel... Why do I why do I feel like he's he's on Kaminsky method but he's not? Why do I why because do I feel you, like he's because you confusing him with Paul Reiser? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. They both kind of hit the same time with similar humor and except Paul for Reiser, one does impersonation one doesn't. Paul Reiser is on Kaminsky method season 2. Yes. Yes. He's very funny in it too. That's that's why you're confusing the two. I know it's just like that's why I feel like I feel like he's on it. <laughs> oh, look, man, there's, dude, I do it all the time. I, I sometimes, I think back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was, uh, oh, God, man, I loved uh, Bill Pullman in that movie. And then I realized it was Jeff Daniels. It wasn't Bill Pullman. <laughs> or it was Bill Paxton. Um, you know, was it Paxton, Pullman, or Jeff Daniels in Something Wild? Uh, it was, oh, it was, uh, it was uh, Daniels. Are you, are you just playing the game or you're, okay. No, no, I'm just playing the game. That was, I, okay. I, I mean, I know it was, I know Bill Pullman was in Something Wild. No, oh, you wouldn't do that whole Dermot Mulroney. Uh, Dermot Roma, Dylan, Dylan McDermott. McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Tom, Which one was in Career Opportunities? It doesn't matter. You know, Jennifer Connelly's in it. <laughs> I always confuse Tom Cruise and Jason Gedrick. <laughs> hey, maybe we can throw down some. Uh, there can be only one while we're oh, while yeah. we're stuck on fucking house arrest. <laughs> we're stuck on Pandemic Island. Pandemic Island. What are you going to watch tonight, Corey? Because I'm going to tell you. What, here's um, my lineup for the night. Well, I told I can you already. Watch night two day of them. again, just to refresh myself, so we can watch. We can talk about tomorrow if you want to. Yeah, we can totally do it. I mean, I, I've got a I've got a craving to watch. I want to dig into some Michael J. Fox, specifically The Secret of My yes. Success. Yes, I knew you were going to say it. Yes. <laughs> Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah. And the last one I would like to watch is Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood gets such a bad rap, dude. Oh, dude. Such a bad rap. It, it's got Julie Warner and Bridget Fonda in it. By the way, I don't have it on Blu-ray. I just remember that when it came out on home video, they totally cropped out. Woody Harrelson? Yeah, that too. <laughs> they cropped uh, Julia Warner getting out of the water. Yes. And I'm like, what the crap, man? You got the rating. Just leave it be. There's also a scene in it, uh, when it came out on VHS that's close to the end, like when you know he's leaving and like now like Woody Harrelson and Bridget Fonda have sort of hooked up. They're, they're, Woody Harrelson is off, awfully cropped, like right down the side. They split him down the fucking middle, like so. Like you see, half his face is gone, and, he, and he's talking. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Wow. I haven't seen a crop that bad since. I don't know if you remember The Outsiders very well, but when I was a kid, very the ending meant everything to me, right? Where Pony's sitting at his desk and he's reading the letter that Johnny wrote him, you know, and he's sitting there reflecting in the gold sunlight. His hair's blonde now, and he's reading Johnny's letter and Johnny kind of appears to one side of him. And then he, then he mentions Dally and he, then Matt Dillon kind of on yeah. the, on the cropped version of when that thing came out on VHS, they cropped both of those images out. So it's just see Thomas Howell sitting there reading a the letter. And then you can kind of see a little movement, but you can't tell what it is because it's cropped, but it's like, it's it's part of Matt Dillon lighting a cigarette on a bus. Like it's so bad. 
that like, that's so weird it was the first time i ever noticed like and i was very conscious of it like at 13 like i was like what the fuck did they just ruin this movie what they do this for so yeah I, there's some there's always been some weird choices like that you know um but if, thankfully and hopefully anything that, it's coming out now and you know if you if you see that it says hd hopefully it's just been properly scanned and and you're getting the full resolution of it even if Man, I'll be happy with the DVD with letterboxing as long as it's just 16 by 9. As long as you're giving me the full image, man, Yeah, I don't man, care. me too. Stop with the arbitrary. I, I hate that some pan and scan person's making a decision on where something's getting cropped. Good Lord. Just- I, I got rid of most of my pan and scan DVDs. The only one I didn't get rid of was uh, Extreme Prejudice because it doesn't exist anywhere else except for like a import Blu-ray from Japan that's... that. If you didn't get it when it came out, now it costs like fucking low end is a hundred bucks, right? But they, well, we talking about extreme prejudice. Thankfully, this the, the the they there is a sixteen by nine HD stream of it, so you can yes. so you can buy you can buy it um or rent it. Yeah, it's a movie like I love that movie. God, that's such a we, good yeah, movie. Yeah, we talked. I think we talked about it just texting about seeing it and watching it together because it's like dude, the movie's so good. Yeah, so it's good. Powers Booth. Yep. <laughs> Powers booth. Powers booth. Uh, right. So again, we're not going to be able to do you know these movie commentaries and things like that. We we normally talk about. So, but we were discussing about having these possibly every couple of days. Yeah. You know, I don't see it's too much of an effort. Nah. Heck, we might even do some live stuff um, here and there. You know, we'll just kind of play it by ear. But um, you know. This might be the one time in social media I might just be like, hey, if you want to listen to us, be stupid. Here it is. Um, but that might be my extent of I might just go out there and kind of just blast that this is happening. And if you think that some people might enjoy less rambling yeah. or make themselves feel better about themselves, I'm like, at least we're not those dummies, then please share it. <laughs> share it with people. Please do. Because, you know, I would really like to kind of be, be more interactive with people. And we were trying to encourage in, to begin with, but now I think people are a little more less distracted. And a little, and hopefully we can see a little more interaction. And if people are like make suggestions for movies and stuff too, that would, I mean, that wouldn't hurt as much. And you know, I, I think that there's an opportunity there to maybe if we end up doing a live thing on YouTube that we could have, you know, a YouTube chat conversation going on. Let's right get Bill Burr. Yes, Let's get Bill Burr to go on live with us, dude. <laughs> I'm sure dude, Bill would be awesome. I'm sure you'll be markering that up. Uh, no, I wouldn't mark your shit. We go live with that. <laughs> I'm not changing <laughs> anything. Hey man, if if Bill's not gonna if Bill doesn't edit his podcast, I'm not gonna edit when yeah, he's on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, let's let's regroup. Let's chat. I don't, maybe we chat again tomorrow. I mean, uh, yep. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Culp or the official at Karate Pod, which will actually be a little more active now since it really hasn't been. <laughs> if you want to join us on Patreon, um, go for it. It's uh, patreon.com slash kitg podcast. Uh, if you want to follow Freddie, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter, or you can follow me at Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram. So let's make this a community of effort. Let's just kind of be active and just, look, we're not looking for you to throw money at us or Patreon or something like that. Just, just right now, the way we're all going to get through this is just keeping ourselves not distracted, but just, you know, yeah. interacting with people. Let's all just hang yeah. out. Let's look, look, we can't hang out in the parties of more than 10, but that doesn't mean we can't do it in the virtual. Mm-hmm. 
So look, man, there. if you want to, if you want to, if you guys, if somebody wants to come on live, hit us up with a DM on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, man, let's talk. Yeah. It could be fun. Shit. Let's talk movies yeah. or whatever. And if you don't have a Skype account and get one, I'll let, you know, if the time comes and, and if you're just a listener, we, we're not, we're not saying it's, you know, we're going to get just, you know, people that you recognize being come on the show. I would love to have listeners, you know, pop by. Tom, so Mario, the, whoever, man. Dude. All of it. Everybody. So let's, let's just take the time out there and and make sure that people you know are being cared for and then come and listen to us bullshit about stuff for however long. And that's another thing, too. And if we could do live show, we'll just roll as long as we need to. We'll roll until the wheels fall off, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, everybody be safe. No touching. <laughs>